It's Creep Show meets Homeward Bound. Follow the newest cat and creature game as played through Stephen King's Cat's Eye this week on King Me. shit <laughs> yes this is gonna be a raunchy drive time affair oh oh fuck my dick into a powder into outer space oh hold on what's that is that the moon landing no that's my dick <laughs> two douchebags in the morning <laughs> misogynist yeah. and the worst misogynist <laughs> like no straight man playing <laughs> isn't that how morning zoo goes though i guess that's like Just... the that's like the uh that's the go-to. The dissolution like, of uh, vaudeville. Yeah. The two-man team has come undone. <laughs> we have not progressed socially. It's like a horse that's just a, sound an ass at each end. <laughs> Constantly running in toward itself. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a Stephen King movie. <laughs> this summer, a horse with two asses instead of a head and an ass. From the twisted, fucked up mind. Of Stephen King's it's brother. It's just him Goalie shrugging. King. What is his name? Goalie. Goalie? Yeah, but it's short for Goliath. Said, I thought you said Goldie. Oh, Goldie King. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. Oh, this week on King... Wait, hold on. King me! King me, baby. I don't think we did it. I don't I don't know. Weird vibe so far, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, this week on King me, we're talking about Cat's Eye. Hot 1985's damn. Cat's Eye, written by Stephen King, directed by... Louis Teague. Sound familiar? <laughs> Bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Um, it does sound familiar because he was the same fuck that... <laughs> that the same fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. He directed Cujo. Mm. The dog movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That dog movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All dogs go to heaven. He's got Cujo. a... Can you be typecast as a director? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like Michael yeah. Bay, he's got his thing. Tiggy directs horror movies. Cujo's in this movie. Let's, let's do it. Let's fucking get into it. Uh, I like this energy. Thank you. You know what? I'm making up for lost time. I the know. listeners don't know this, but I showed up to the open mic that we host. Uh, very lugubrious, I think. <laughs> yeah. Is that the right word? I think so. Yeah. And um, I feel bad. And also, maybe the coffee just hit. Yeah. So now I'm mixing it with liquor. Great. And I'm going to be the funnest boy. All firing on all cylinders. Whoa. <laughs> sorry. Let's get into it. Though. Oh, sure. When you say it, it's a good idea. <laughs> Opens on a cat walking around. <laughs> just, just just straight <laughs> walking around. And it runs into Cujo. Whoa. Straight up. Straight up Cujo. Straight up Cooj. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't the, the Cooj. Cooj. Yeah. yeah. Guitar uh, legend and racist, the cooch. <laughs> Bat scratch fever. Right. Yes. <laughs> I came up with that yesterday. Bat scratch? Bat scratch fever. Right. We were talking about it. I in the, I don't know why I feel compelled uh, to maintain transparency. I'm not a journalist, Ugh. but I am a soothsayer. Do you feel that way about us? Yeah. We tell it like it is. No mm -hmm. holds barred. Yeah. Second sight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a bit of that in this. No, yeah. Well, sort of. The cat. I don't know, Rob. <laughs> All right. For the listener, uh, we uh, we usually just watch the screen while we're talking to see how much time has elapsed. 
Um, but for some reason, the cursor isn't following the timeline in the audio program, so I'm keeping time on my phone. Well, I just wanted to uh, make sure that we are recording into these beautiful microphones. <laughs> I kind of hope not. Wouldn't it be nice just to have a conversation? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> no, always got to be a point. Yep. Always got to be a product. So we have to make content. <laughs> oh, uh, I do that for a living now, and I feel no desire to do it yeah. outside of uh, work. So this is a chore for me. Great. You're making me work. Great. For free. Yeah. Cat's Eye, Cujo. baby. King me. Let's just keep saying the names of movies we've already watched. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cujo chases this cat right down the street. <laughs> and then it almost gets hit by Christine, the car. Yeah, which <laughs> now has bumper stickers on it and <laughs> seems says... to have like grown up a lot yeah. since we last saw it. It's uh, The bumper sticker says, watch out for me. I'm pure evil. I am Christine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, part of me is like, I wish it hadn't said that. It's a bit on the nose. Yeah. Uh, but the other part of me was watching this movie with my mommy, and my mommy was like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, that's Christine. She's like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> she didn't say that. She did. She put out a lit cigarette on my arm and said, tell me what you're saying. Tell me. Tell me what you're saying. My sister tried to intervene, and she was like, you go back in your hole. <laughs> so she did. Yeah. Because she's a good daughter. Right. Yeah. She loves our mom. Um, we, we did just jump straight into this movie, but had, you'd never seen this movie before, right? No, but I'd seen um, James Woods before. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's close. And yeah. you, you have two cats. I do have two cats. And Four eyes between them. Go. In a Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One has three. The other has one. Right. Pretty, pretty messed up. <laughs> it's... Real fucked up. Guess which one we like more. There's no obvious answer. <laughs> yeah. So why did you remove that one cat's eye and give it to the other cat? <laughs> to assert dominance, I guess, over both of them. Yeah. A an act of kindness and an act of cruelty. Hi, I'm Mike Milligan. <laughs> Welcome to King Me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, fuck. Ah. Yeah, it's a thinker. Yeah. Wait, let's take a moment to let everyone catch up. Take a sip and... All right. Great. <laughs> Goodbye. So, yeah, um, you'd seen this before. You seemed excited I, about it before we watched it. Yeah, I love I love a good horror anthology movie. That yeah, you do. I think as far as like horror anthology movies work, I think, the best. I, like comedy, like sketch comedy movies, they're good. But like. I don't know. Even Monty Python's and now for something completely different. Right. Which is like the greatest hits. Yeah. It's good. But it's, it's not the same as Flying Circus. Right. Do you think the issue, though, is that it had been performed live before they committed it to film? I don't know. So, like, the performers are expecting a certain reaction. Well, maybe. But I I saw and now for something completely different before I saw any other mm. Monty Python thing. Right. And I liked it. it. It's obviously, it's really funny. Is it easier to understand what they're saying? <laughs> I have trouble sometimes. It's that 70s British television audio. Which I love. It's a, it's a bit difficult. Yeah. It forces you to really hone in. And a lot of times it's just references to fine art. Yeah. I don't always get it. <laughs> I should at this point. Yeah. But by the end of the movie, you're kind of like, you're a little spent. As far as like paying attention yeah. to like new sketches and well, having the same like level of enjoyment. Yeah. Well, I think 
and we've we've talked a lot about the similarities and differences between horror and comedy on this show, and oh. I think that's why people listen. <laughs> right. I think they listen because they're my close personal friends. <laughs> I think that's the real reason. Yeah. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, TJ. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> three people I know who have all told me they like the show. Hi, guys. Hey, three of you. Um, but I think the reason is like comedy kind of relies on like hitting you with a barrage of things. Yeah. And uh, horror relies on withholding until you're yes. about to come oh. with blood. An, no blood. Mm. I was gonna say anticipate. Nope. Patient. There it is. Yeah. Oh God. That yeah, right. Killing me. Knots in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also bad comedy. That's part of the issue. <laughs> Dead silence on yeah. the air. Oh man, <laughs> I want to. I can't wait to look back at the audio file of this and just fixate on that gap. <laughs> uh, welcome to fixating on the gap. I'm a misogynist. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Thigh gap, or the gap where the penis should be? Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, the one you conquer. Yeah. Oh God damn it. <laughs> This isn't that kind of show. No, it's really becoming it. Yeah. It's a horror show. Yeah, it's a show called King Me. All right, this isn't <laughs> your boys club. <laughs> Someday we might have a female guest. I hope to. I hope to, uh, you know, and I'm all about dismantling the patriarchy. I feel like I've kind of made that clear on this show. I think you have. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit much, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. We started with a weird... Uh, misogynist vibe with the the morning uh disc jockeys yeah and now i doth protest too much yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so cat's eye right yes cujo chasing a kitty down the oh wait do we want to get into it or do we have more prelim that we want to speak no, I to think, i think that's that's pretty much it were I, there any actors like character we talk a lot about how there are like great character actors scattered throughout the stephen kingology yes were that was there anyone you were excited to see when you were like oh that fucking guy or girl well i we did just watch uh, Firestarter with Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. and she's in this, yeah, playing several roles. And I was interested yeah, to was see weird. how that, uh, how her acting had progressed, how her uh, her clumps, <laughs> yeah, were, yeah, she had pretty good clumps. <laughs> uh, she's too young for me to be talking about her clumps. <laughs> yeah, what what are you? I'm not gonna fuck fuck me. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Wait, I want to know what you were gonna no, say. No, okay, no, I, okay, I refuse. Uh, if you think you know what Rob was going to say, I want you to write in at kingmepod at gmail.com. I don't know. Or just text me. Jacqueline, TJ, Kelly. Just shoot me a line. Drop me a line. All right. Shoot me a text. Guys. So we meet our cat with the eyes. <laughs> yes. That's the that's our, our linchpin, holding all these stories together. Mm-hmm. And there's no real... Like with Creepshow, there was like the bookend story with the, yeah. the family. This had a through line. It has a through line, but no bookend. It's just we're following this cat. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. basically it. So first story. Um, what was Smokers it? Incorporated. Ah, uh, you really like this oh, one. I'm sorry. Quitters Incorporated. Yes. Quitters. Yeah. Quit- I love this one. <laughs> I, I, again, I haven't seen this movie in a really long time, mm-hmm. but this was... When we were talking about doing this one, this was the only story that I remembered from mm. this. It is. It's pretty memorable for its weird message that I think suits present day James Woods based on what I know about him. 
the the message being like basically anyone who wants you to take care of yourself is a thug. Yeah. A a mafia thug, a dirty Italian. Oh my god. It it's a I mean I enjoyed it. It was uh it was entertaining. I don't agree with its politics necessarily. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um we see this like this this portly bald man pick up the cat and bring it into like an office building and mm-hmm. that's where we meet James Woods who his friend drops him off. He's yeah. like, these people will change your life. Promise. By <laughs> just gone. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, though, before we... I don't want to uh, yeah. skate over the fact that uh, that man who grabbed the cat yeah. had, was just driving around New York City yeah. with a cat box, like looking a carrying for, case. Looking for cats. He was trolling for cats. Trolling for puss? I was going to say <laughs> it, and um, I was really proud of myself for not saying it. I punched my thigh. In, that's why I punched my thigh. <laughs> To stop myself from saying that. Well, didn't work. Yep. No. It's out there now. Um, Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. You know what's weird? In a sense, Apple Inc. signed off on that joke. Every oh. joke yeah. that we tell. Huh. Yeah. They're responsible. Yeah. Right to your local Apple. Yeah. Look at your fucking, uh, your Apple agreement that everybody just agrees to. Yeah. It's it's in there. What I, uh, but yeah, my point being. Yep. He was tasked with... They were like, go yeah, get go, a cat so that we can electrocute it. Yes. Because that's what ends up happening. Yes. The cat gets electrocuted. Yeah, they put the cat into a room with like a... a like a An me- electrified a mesh floor. Yeah. floor. Yeah. And they play... Um, <laughs> What's the first one? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. But it's like... Is it, it's not the hippie hippie shake, is it? <laughs> no, it's not that. I th- You might have just made that song up. I don't know that one. Oh. We'll get. It. We'll play that one. <laughs> All right. I want you to play the song that uh, uh, Linda Hamilton sings. Um, Twist and shout, maybe. It is. It's like a weird. Yeah. It's. St- not, oh my god. That made me so uneasy. Yeah. That weird cover of Twist and Shout. Yeah, because it's like the Uncanny Valley kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's like the. It's like the way music sounds when you need to write music for like a dystopia yeah where like everyone enjoys themselves but they're like super placid and subdued and yes yeah and it's really just like like a a soundtrack to thx yeah so like yeah it's (laughs) like um think of ferris bueller the beatles doing twist and shout got it okay opposite Right. Opposite of that. If Not someone was like, hey, the Bell. opposite of a parade. Yeah. Hey, Bell. Hey, hey, Sebastian. We want you to rock out as hard as you can. Yeah. And they tried. This is what it would sound like. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah right. Like they legitimately tried. Yeah. And yeah. they're so hardwired against enjoying themselves that they <laughs> right. they no longer they're can. Such a bunch of sad sacks. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I was talking to someone and they were, uh, were talking about the band. You know the band Real Estate? Yes. Great band. Everyone... Check them out. Uh, we were talking about them, and he was like, yeah, I went to see them a few years ago with, oh, fuck. They were opening for, what are they called? And he was talking about Bell and Sebastian, but he couldn't remember their name. Yeah. And his description was like, they're British. They're like the softest band. I was like, <laughs> you mean like mellow or just like weak? Weak of spirit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, both, I guess. I was like, Coldplay? I wasn't far off. Yeah. He's Cold- like, same sort of thing, but more so. Coldplay? Coldplay? Chris Martin? <laughs> I can't I was gonna do like The name of a Coldplay album Oh a Rush of blood to the head <laughs> it, it took you that long To think of one Yeah yeah Which I think is a, a Testament no, to yeah. like it, Me My you're, character you're, Yeah your good taste Yeah um, 
So, uh, but James Woods goes sitting in the lobby of or the waiting room. <laughs> right? I really like that. Yeah, there's just so, a guy crying next to him as he's filling so out paperwork. This is like this is an incredibly dark story, mm-hmm. but uh, it's so dark that it's funny in a lot of parts. It's like black humor. It's like so fucked up that you actually kind of have to laugh at it. It's like Invader Zim. It's like what? Invader Zim. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, it's like a it's like the ultimate hot topic cartoon. Like kids who shop at Hot Topic love the cartoon Invader Zim. Okay. You ever see like the green alien with the big maroon eyes? Uh, Pinkish. No. Mm. No, it's fine. It's, forget it. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> just gotta take my word for it. Uh enough ribaldry, as you were. <laughs> Great. I'm just gonna lean back from the mic for the rest of the episode. So but so when James Woods is sitting there in the waiting room. Right. And the guy, there's a guy sitting next to him who has his head in his hands and he is just crying and big time, big, like really <laughs> sobbing. Mm-hmm. And we're like, and James Woods has like the little clipboard. He's filling out his information. And then his wife comes out up from like behind like the doctor's office, let's say. And she is disheveled. She's a She's mess. a shrieking dish rag. Would you say? Yeah. 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 She's a real Duval. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and then he like, you know, honey, honey, and he goes like consoles her and Mm. stuff. She starts whacking him with her purse. Yeah, she's not happy about it. And he says, um, he says something like, "These guys, they'll they'll change your life." Something like that. (laughs) And James Woods is like, "I don't want to do this. This is (laughs) really fucked up. I'm out." And before he can like get out of the building. The, the main guy, the head guy. Played by Alan King. Yes. Mm. Comes out and he just grabs him. He's just like, Mr. James Woods, why, right this way. Oh, his name is Dick Morrison. I'll have you know. Uh, it, and the reason, because they kept Mr. calling him Mr. Mr. Morrison. I was like, please let him his first name be Bill. <laughs> Bill Morrison? Uh, yeah. It, like, or no, not Bill. Wow, I'm way off. I got to edit this part because of how far off I am. I was thinking of Philip Morris. Oh, I got to William Morrison. Okay. That's a talent agency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck. My brain is dying. This is six. That was of a, pizza. a long, long walk. <laughs> oh, oh, I got the bends. <laughs> so he, he brings James Woods into the room and, yeah. and, and <laughs> sorry, I'm still, <laughs> you, you, is my you, nose bleeding? <laughs> your eyes are bleeding. <laughs> I just like I pull the headphones off and like some blood like puddles out <laughs> splashes on the ground. That's how much there is. Anyway, no, I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine. Yeah, so I'm he fine. Br- no, I'm fine. <laughs> he I'm brings fine. him back. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so I'm he brings him back and I mean, he asks for his cigarettes. Is that how he gets his hand on those cigarettes? Yeah. And yeah. this is the part that I remember the most. Mm. So he has James Woods <laughs> for his cigarettes that he has in his pocket. He takes them all out and lays them on the, the guy lays them on his desk in front of him. All out of the package, just Lucy's hanging out, mm. and then he goes nuts and he just starts banging on him and ripping him apart and screaming and karate chopping him up and just my mom tearing him apart. My mom was not pleased with that. She was like, "This is so stupid so far." Yeah, uh, which it is. But I was like, I was like, "This is pretty silly." Yeah, like it's the perfect. If that is an intentional visual gag, like there's nothing funnier than someone trying to destroy yeah. but whatever they're trying to destroy like it it visually like doesn't communicate that uh school of rock mm-hmm. it, you've seen it right yeah. 
when he kicks the symbol and barely hits it. <laughs> yes. This is the same joke. It, it is, yeah, 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 yeah. It really, I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's really good. Thanks. Um, so James Woods is, at this point, he's like freaked out. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be part of this, and he's like, you're, it's really too late. You're already in. Yeah, um, go ahead, try to open that door. Right, doors locked. Doors locked. Can't get out. And then he, the guy, opens up the curtain, and we see the cat in the room. And they start playing Twist and Shout. And then he starts pressing a button on a remote control he's holding. Yeah, and zapping the cat. And sparks are flying up out of the floor. I was actually pretty impressed with how close to yeah. the cat they got. Yep. Without and harming that cat. Without harming that cat. Yeah. He did say something that was very upsetting after, do you recall? No, I don't. He was like, oh, he's fine. He's, he might be a oh, little the, crispy <laughs> around the paws. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> but he... Um, He's basically like we we're gonna stop you from smoking. You will not. We're and it's it's all based on twenty four hours surveillance. He ex- he explains in no uncertain terms that this is a mafia front. Yeah, does he? Did you get that? No. Isn't that what he says? I don't think so. When he's like, it's a tax write off or something. Oh, like well, I thought that was like they were because they were Italian. I thought this was a mafia thing. Really? That's the vibe I got. You didn't get that? Not at all. Thugs and such. No, definitely thugs. But I thought like. I don't know. I in, thought in like, my mind, mafia mafioso wouldn't care at all. Like, would not care enough. Yeah, about I guess. This. But like, who was he saying he inherited it from? Oh, I don't know. Right? There's like a bit of exposition there, and like, I also we should be paying more attention to these <laughs> movies because now neither of us is sure what happened. I could be dead wrong. I'm sure I'm dead wrong now. Uh, that he inherited it from somewhere? Yeah, like his dad or something. Like there, Remember there's that picture of the guy who died of lung cancer on yes. the wall? That guy. Okay. I thought this was like... His... Oh, it, okay. I thought it was it, like... Well, maybe. I, it, but it's just like a throwaway line. It's not like a... Nothing hangs on it. Like yeah. the story doesn't. Right. Is he might be, he might make the in memoriam real. <laughs> he didn't need to die. That's he didn't true. need to be dead. So, um, all right. At any rate, this may or may not be a mafia front. We don't have enough evidence. Right. You know, we but can't convict. He, this guy explains to James Woods, he says, the first time that we catch you smoking, we're going to bring your wife in and we're going to throw her into this electricity room and we're going to zap her. Mm. The second time we're going to do it to your daughter. And the third time, huge leap. Huge leap. We're gonna R word your wife. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that was that I did not remember, and that was that's by far the most upsetting part of the whole movie. Of the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, what about the end of this this segment though? I thought that was a pretty good reveal. Yeah. Right that, at the end. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really good. I mean, it's Even, not as upsetting, obviously. <laughs> but like when he said that, I was like, oh fuck. That guy that was waiting out in the room sobbing into his hands. Did his wife get electrocuted or did she get right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I I couldn't dwell on it too long because it was it's too. This is actually the first I'm thinking. I I didn't even make that connection until just now. So it's it's kind of upsetting that way. If you think of it that way, you hope that she just got electrocuted. Now I (laughs) now I feel bad for calling her a a screaming dish rag. That's like that is not. I am a feminist, bro. I'm becoming my morning zoo persona. Oh, I, I'm taking my work home with me. The bigger misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> That's your persona. Yeah. Um. 
And then he says, if we catch you a fourth time, well, there's really nothing we could do for you. And then he like he, opens the jacket to reveal a gun. Mm. Um, so this is all stuff that James Woods has kicking around his head. He's like, I, I'm not going to smoke because these are all horrifying yeah. <laughs> uh, penalties. I really, I hated the moment when he got home and he's talking to his wife and well, wait, he's like, I'm going to quit watching the dead zone. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was disappointing to me because that totally debunks whatever uh, flimsy theory we had going that all of these movies could take place in the same universe. Yeah. Also debunked by the fact that Drew Barrymore is in both of these movies. But Drew Barrymore plays several characters in this movie. In this movie. So the the theory could be that... Yeah. It, maybe uh, it's some sort of multiverse thing where they're overlapping. Mm. They're, sometimes they're bumping into each other and crossing over. That's literally what the Dark Tower is. Is it? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. There's it's just like different universes kind of bleeding huh. into each other. I'm like a Stephen King, a real dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just I was were you disappointed or thrilled that he wasn't in this movie? Stephen? Yeah. Ah. I think he, he there was probably a part for him somewhere. Um as, as like were there even really any townies in this movie? Well, that I did write that down. I think maybe you could consider Junk a, a townie. Junk is yeah. the fat bald man who takes the cat and helps out. He's he handles all the dirty work for Quitters Inc. Oh, yeah, he is. Eh. I guess, yeah, he's like a, he can be a townie, but or Ducky, who is in the next story. That takes place in the Atlanta. bad guy from Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I feel like of those two, Junk, mm-hmm. as you called him, that's his name. Uh, his that's Christian his Christian name. <laughs> it's on his. That's Junk his Michael Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's his confirmation name. The patron saint of dirtbag. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Junk Michael. Junk Michael. <laughs> it's his mom calling him in for dinner right. if that wasn't clear um although i think it was i think it, those are the closest things we get to townies though and that's our townie profile yeah we don't have one for i'm very upset it's it's thin at best yeah but um junk. Yeah, that's that's that, all you need to know his name's junk. fucking junk and it's his job to capture cats yeah. to be tortured right there you go piece uh, of shit so, uh, James Woods, he wakes up in the middle of the night. He's like, I'm going to grab a quick smoke. Mm. And, and then he hears somebody in his closet Yeah, and he like, he's like, he didn't light it. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. And then he sees his, the, the guy, the main Atwood, Alan King, mm-hmm. he comes by Drew Barrymore's school who Drew Barrymore, she pops in. She's James Woods' daughter. Yeah. In right? big glasses. Big glasses. In her like, curly, she was dark like, hair. Yeah. It was like they were like, let's dress her like Pat from Saturday Night Live. And was she playing like somewhat handicapped? I was wondering that because she was at a school for like. It was, right? The like, spe- like what was the, the placard? Do you remember? It, First it, of all, it was like St. Stephen's School for the something. I was like, come yeah, on, man. It, it was like for, for special needs or yeah. something like She's that. She's got range. Yeah. She went full tilt Sean Penn. Yeah. I she... am Sam. <laughs> oh, my favorite movie. Yeah. Wait, are, am are, I Sam? Are you Sam? Uh, well, I do love do the Beatles. Do your I am Sam impression. Oh, your famous I am Sam impression. I don't know if I should. I don't know if this is the, sh- <laughs> the venue for. Because like. All I don't right, want. We'll save it. I could. 
That's no. a that's a big gun to be waving around. That should be oh, like okay. How about this? How about this? Let's do a kick a Kickstarter. <laughs> if we can raise five thousand dollars, I will say the name Lucy in my best Jesus. I am Sam voice, and then we will give that money to I don't know what cause, but like a cause that would offset the damage I've done, right? By saying Lucy in my I am Sam voice. Okay, so we'll start an indie. Go go. Yeah, to get Dan to do the most offensive thing he's maybe maybe ever done in his life. Yeah, yeah. All right. Although I don't know, I was really talking some in character shit on women earlier, so maybe yeah. I'm a monster. Yeah, that's not that wouldn't be the worst thing you've done on Tonight. this episode <laughs> in the past. I don't know, twenty minutes, twenty five. But um, so uh, eventually, James Woods he gets caught in traffic. And he's like, and he finds a pack of smokes. Mm. And it's been weeks now, and he, he's gone without smoking. And he's he's doing good. Mm-hmm. But then, but then, he's stuck in traffic, and he he's thinks, on a bri- he's on a bridge, and the bridge is like up so that a boat can go. Right. Underneath. So there's only there's one other car next to him. And so he looks around. He the car next to him. The dude's making out with some chick, bro. Bird dogging. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm gonna fucking line up. So he lights up his cigarette. Starts puffing and he's like, he's Wind doing the, the clear the smoke, yeah, 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 like a like a teenager smoking out their window or something. Mm-hmm. And then he like sits up and he looks, and the guy making out with the chick, junk, yeah, junk cue garbage, junk <laughs> gets his pipe, yeah, wet, <laughs> junk dips wicks, mostly his own, yeah, wick. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> So. Do you hope I'm dying? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically, uh, he but, gets home yeah, and his wife is or, gone. Yeah, there's like Missing. something on the stove and it's burning. Yeah, uh, they've, and they've kidnapped his wife. He gets a phone call right. and it's Alan King. Oh wait, I'm sorry, but uh, I know this is wildly unprofessional. But we skipped over my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie. Really? My when's that? My shining moment. Um, is when is this your shining moment? Yeah. This, oh right. This is my. I forgot that we came up with that name for this segment. Yeah. Okay. This shining. is your shining moment. Shining moment. We got to get a clip of him going Danny for that. <laughs> yeah. So set it up again, and I'll do it for now. Okay. Um, and this brings us to my shining moment. Danny. Perfect. <laughs> Go so, on. Um, when James Woods is at the fucking party and that guy comes up and he's like, oh, have yeah. a smoke. That James Woods guy? <laughs> yeah. That guy who looked exactly like James, of James Woods? That was crazy, dog. That was like... <laughs> he's like, he's pushing cigarettes like no eighth grader has ever pushed them on a sixth you, grader. <laughs> you know what that scene reminded me of? Big time. What? Silver Bullet. Oh, the scene where everyone yeah. turns into werewolves in yep. the church. Yep. Spoiler alert. Oh, for for our next episode. Is that next? Yeah, dude. <laughs> we should take a month to prepare. Stop putting episode. Now that we're on a weekly schedule. Yeah. This will be week episodes. two of our <laughs> weekly schedule. Yeah, no more. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that was a great scene. The part with the giant pack of cigarettes. Yeah, like everybody has cigarettes coming out of their nose and their ears. Yeah, one guy's got like, sm- he's like, holding like a bunch of cigarettes between each finger. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and the, there was there were two little kids also smoking. I missed that part. Little kids. I'm like, talking eight. Eight-year-olds. And they're dressed like, like adults, suits, and fancy dresses, 
and the both of them had lit cigarettes in oh their hands, God. just ashing them, not smoking, but holding it. Sure. Yeah. And which I'm like, you cannot get away with that no. kind of business. No, Adults aren't really even allowed to smoke in movies anymore. Mm. And those kids, do you feel like it was a better time? I do feel like it was a better time. Is that what you're going to say just then? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Different, but decidedly better. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say, do you think that the era of like no one ever being allowed to smoke in movies mm. and TV is going away? I don't or does know. it have to be a period piece like Mad Men? I, I don't know. Hmm. I, it, Not that it matters. I'm just curious. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing that it has to happen. Like, that your good guy, your protagonist, cannot be a smoker. Yeah. Like, only antagonists uh, that All allowed. that does is just confirm what this story is trying to say. Nope. No. <laughs> this story is bullshit. Yeah. So, that, but that was my favorite scene. And they start playing... Um, Stings every breath you take. Yes, and that becomes a recurring thing throughout. But the Alan, story. Alan King in his like silver like head to toe jumpsuit, like walking down the stairs. Yeah, lip syncing the song. Oh, when he throws his leg up on the banister. Holy shit! Yeah, when he did that, I was like, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, right. Like, I got to get in so better shape. Fluid. <laughs> when he threw his leg up on that banister, I needed to get in better shape. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was winded. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. Uh, it was great. It was that's my favorite part in the movie. <laughs> Loved it. So uh, basically, James Woods is summoned to the the office, right? Uh, and he watches his wife get electrocuted as some bullshit like rock rock and roll. Yeah, it song was. Plays. It's not twist and shout this time. It's like, uh, hold on, well, I have it I got right a baby girl and she's a little overweight. It no, it's uh, ninety six tears. I don't know that song, but Bro. I don't know anything. No. But it was another like midi version of a song. Like, <laughs> it, it was all wrong. Version. It was super yeah. uncanny. I want to. I, I do. I love this song. It has a. Uh, are you pulling up music? Just yeah. All right. Are you uh, Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this version. Yeah, yeah. This is the. It's by Question Mark and the Mysterions. That's Mysterians. That's like the best band name I've ever heard. It's it's literally a question mark and dude. Yeah, the guy's name is that. That is some <laughs> '90s shit. Yeah. Oh wait, is that where the song title Mysterions comes from? Oh, maybe by uh, where are they called Portishead. Oh, I don't know. When was the last time you thought about Portishead? Uh, I think about Portishead all the time. <laughs> are you? Do you consider yourself a Portishead? Yeah, me too. I like Portishead. Me so, um, but so I, I I just really like that song. Yeah, but they it, no, it's a great song. And now that I know what song it is, I'm very upset that they destroyed it beyond recognition. Yeah, yeah. So he watches his wife get electrocuted, and then the two thugmen. Yeah. Uh, first, there's an altercation for the gun, but then after it's over, the thugs are in the they're watching him in the waiting room on the monitor. Right, and he's sobbing in his hands like the guy earlier in the the scene in the story. Which made, which sort of like eased my my uh, your my fear that the bit. worst possible thing happened to that woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but here's the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says this. He's like, I've seen it a million times. Either yeah, he's like, he'll lay out his whole spiel, and she'll either forgive him or let him have it, or something to that effect. Right. And she forgives him, which makes me more concerned now that I know that I'd, that other option was an option. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, 
yeah, she forgives him and they kind of go off and right. does anything happen between that and him going back in a good mood? It's just it, like nothing. There's no, it doesn't say like time frame or there's no jump or anything. Right. It just jumps. Yeah. It just goes. Mm-hmm. And he's just in the office on the scale and he's like, well, you gained a couple pounds. And Alan King is like, I'm going to set you at 165. All right. I don't want you getting over that weight because a lot of people, when they quit smoking, they pack on the pounds. Mm. Now, here are some highly illegal diet pills. So yeah. be careful. He with says those. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> These like, are illegal. So don't only take a couple. Yeah. <laughs> But James Woods is in a great mood. Yeah, he's these like, guys are his friends jokes. Now. Yeah, he's like, he's asking Junk for advice. He's like, is that is that a lot of weight? And he's and like, Junk's nah, like, nah, man, I think you're okay. Yeah, but it, so James Woods is like, what? Uh, what if I go over one sixty five? What are you gonna come and like, you know, kneecap my my whatever? I don't know. Yeah. So and, and he's like, no, nah, we'll cut off your wife's finger. <laughs> You're a joker. You're uh, a joker. He's like he says he's like I can't I can't get you're too much for me, man. Yeah. So then he's at uh, he's having dinner with his wife and his friend who took him to the clinic. Yep. And that guy's wife. Yeah. And there's a toast yeah. to Quitters Inc. And James Wood's wife is all for it. Mm-hmm. She was just she was electrocuted. Got to be recently. Yeah. And she's like, no, they're actually they're doing their they're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> And so the three of them readily toast being yes. the three of them being James Woods, his wife and James Woods friend who took him to the clinic. Right. And the wife is reticent, but reluctantly she says to quitters Inc. And when she holds up her hand, she's missing her pinky finger. And James Woods sees it. And, and it's a real, real like, Ooh, dun, dun, yeah. Dun. yeah, it was great. Yeah. I like this. I like the execution of it. Again, the message is, uh, what ham fisted <laughs> him fisted and i disagree with it pretty strongly of course i am honestly like i'm so in favor of just like slapping people on the wrist when they try to hurt themselves oh yeah yeah like remember when everyone was very upset that uh bloomberg wanted to ban 64 ounce sodas yes that would have been though that's like a great thing to do what ban 64 ounce sodas? yes sure for like everyone yeah yeah like you shouldn't do that right like some enough. I, I don't talk politics. I don't want to get political here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I, I hate when people are just like, I want to do what I want to do for the sake of being like uh contrarian. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of what was going on here. And now knowing what we know about James Woods, right. You can kind of see. Yeah. Do I blame Stephen King for James Woods? For sending him down this path? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's trying to sue someone who like, who badmouth slandered on him on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, does he know you can't do that? Uh, he does now, I think. Okay, I think he's finding out very quickly. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he could get away with what now? Oh my god, <laughs> uh, I would hate to be in that fucking meeting. Imagine being James Woods' lawyer, having to take that call and be like, "Oh god, damn it!" It's James. Yeah, yeah. Make the intern do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cameron uh, Woods. Oh, going to be Cameron. <laughs> All he ever wants to know is if his insurance covers him going into like Can the I San Andreas deeper? fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, James. Go, baby. <laughs> you go all the way down, but you come up quick now. You hear me? <laughs> we got to do lunch soon. Uh, yeah. That, oh, that's great. Uh, Hollywood attorney banter with James uh, Cameron. <laughs> James Conn. Yeah, James Conn. <laughs> I feel like that's just measured in terse and quick. All business with James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the cat gets away, though. 
that's what what eventually happens yeah. in the story. And then the that's what the point of the altercation is: is to get the cat out of the yeah yeah. And uh, cat hops a train <laughs> like a real hobo uh, hobo cat to Atlantic City, New Jersey, the Big Easy, <laughs> yeah, the Big Sleazy. Mm. That's what people actually call it, right? The Big Sleazy. Yeah, I don't know. They, they should. should. Yeah. Uh, so we agree. People <laughs> yeah. should call it the big sleazy. And uh, we, we're introduced to um, it's Kenneth McMillan, mm. who was in, he's in Dune. Have you ever seen the uh, Is, David Lynch Dune? I've seen it. I've seen some of it once a long he, time ago. He's like he's a big, a big rotund yep. okay. man, and he's the guy like in an anti gravity suit. So yep. he's kind of floating around. He's always got spittle on his face. I know. Yeah, I didn't Real realize that was stuff. him, but it was like. Trying to figure out because yeah. he does look, he, he's got a familiar face. Yeah. He's got that character actor vibe. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah. I miss character actors. Right. More of them. Even the Cone brothers gave up on character actors. Yeah. Now it's all, did. it's all, it's I all mean, big stars, baby. <laughs> Lou, well, I mean, makes sense for that movie, the one that just came out. Lewin Davis was pretty not uh, stacked. That's true. I It's um, Adam Although, Driver pre any sort of Star Wars business. He's also, or, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is Adam Driver in it too? Yeah, he plays that the, group that does the song about Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's like the only scene of that movie I've seen. Yeah. And I don't remember. I don't think I knew who Adam Driver was at that point. Anyway, yeah. this is a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so in Atlantic City we meet um Kenneth McMillan and uh he he's like he you could he's like a gambler. We're introduced to this character making a bet with another guy. Oh, about the cat crossing the street. Yeah, I bet that he can live through it. The yeah. other guy's like, I'm going to kill that cat and get your money. Right. Uh, and it's like a $1,000 or $2,000 mm-hmm. bet or And something this is like when that. we find out just how fucking smart this this pussy cat is. Yeah. This is a good little, little guy uh, with a cute little nose and soft paws. And when <laughs> crispy paws. Crispy, crispy paws. Uh, and when the bad guy who wants him dead calls him over, he does nothing. Yep. But knowing that the other guy is betting against him comes when he's like, all right, and now. And the cat crosses the street and causes a five-car pileup. Yeah. Uh, many people die. Yeah. Oh, but not that cat. I can't wait to get to that in memoriam. <laughs> um, so but so we he scoops up the cat and he, he tells his, like, his thugs, his goons that, to go, like, Go get him. Take care of him. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we're introduced to Ro- <sighs> Robert Hayes. I was so excited to see Robert Hayes. Our second airplane alum in, in a Stephen King movie, And baby. he's in the story that is basically the that story yep. of this movie. Yep. I Did that make... Do you think that'll make sense to anyone listening to this? Well, when we get into it, I think it will. Okay. So, yeah. Um, basically, you find out that Robert Hayes... Is sleeping with gambling. What's his real name? Kenneth McMillan. Kenneth McMillan's wife. They're right. plan. The first time you see them, they're planning on running away, and he's, Robert Hayes is snatched up by goons. Yeah, he's so, a he's like a washed up tennis yeah, coach right. or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is such an eighties thing. Oh to my be. god. Yeah, <laughs> like that. You could f- like your fall from grace. Like yeah. your grace could have just been playing tennis. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. That's silly. Um. So yeah, he he's kidnapped for sleeping with the wife. Yeah, and uh, when uh, R- Robert McMillan, 
<laughs> Kenneth McMillan Jesus and Robert Christ. Hayes. Kenneth McMillan. Yeah. He brings him up and he's basically like, here's what's going to happen. In it's, 10 minutes, yeah. my boys are going to frame you for heroin trafficking, basically. Right. They we, put a big... stuffed your car <laughs> to the gills with, with heroin. heroin. <laughs> Good shit, too. Yeah. That China baby. <laughs> White horse. <laughs> Can you tell I've never done heroin? <laughs> Ooh, white horse. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> but he's but he that's what he says. He says that um, you you're gonna frame you or you can um, <laughs> basically climb over this balcony yeah and walk around the building on this five inch ledge right which there, looks more like three inches when you're on it doesn't it Robert Hayes he says <laughs> breaking the fourth wall right completely um, terrible they, they're up on like they're in. Like they're way some up high. high all I could res think, hotel kind of thing. All know? I could think was like, oh my god, the winds up there must be insane. Ugh. Which I thought they weren't going to address, but then they did. Yeah, they did. When he rounded that corner, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the whole premise of this story, which it. is so, super super simple, and it's great. Like it's the perfect premise for like suspense. Yeah, it's like right. You have to walk. You have to spend your whole time walking around the outer ledge of this building. Yeah. Um, and, and his, his whole thing is like, if you don't, if you fall, you die. Obviously, if you don't, if you chicken out and you come right. back, you get my gonna, wife, right. you get money. Yeah. Well, you, you, if you chicken out, then you get framed for this heroin. If you make it all the way around, you get my wife and I will give you X amount of dollars. It was like 10,000 or something. Yeah, It wasn't a lot of money. Yeah, Cause <laughs> I remember at the end when he ups the amount, it's 50. Yes. Yes. He goes up to 50. Right. Um, but yeah, so if you didn't listen to the Creep Show, first of all, go back and listen to it. It's yeah. maybe our first good episode. <laughs> um, but there's a story in that one uh, where Ted Danson is sleeping with Leslie Nielsen's wife. Right. And Leslie Nielsen gives him a challenge. And he's like, if you can get out of this, you can have my wife. Yeah. Basically, you guys are going to you can have each other because I did the same thing to her. Right. So. It's that. It's that it's story basically again. The same thing. And yeah. weirdly, there are actors from Airplane in both of them. Yeah, that was so weird. Also, how weird was it hearing? Because like the the way Leslie Nielsen functions in comedies is that he is like the king of deadpan. Right. So his delivery is just what he'd do in a serious movie, but he's saying the dumbest possible thing. Right. Robert Hayes. I was jarred by hearing him deliver like actual dialogue. Yeah. Like thing like not a joke, every line dialogue, but there was a moment um, right when he and the woman first like go their separate ways where I was mm -hmm. like, this reminds me of uh, a airplane. airplane. Yeah. 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 There, there's no way you can't be like his face is just airplane indelibly airplane. That's it. Welcome to indelibly airplane. <laughs> <laughs> the only Jefferson airplane podcast. No starship. <laughs> um, that's like how we won't read the books. We don't talk about starship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's he's walking around that building. There's and, a point at which and it, Kenneth McMillan is fucking with him the, the whole time. time. And he, what's he keep saying? He's like just keeping you on your toes. Yeah. His, and like as soon as someone says something that like playful twice, yeah, you know it's like gonna come back. <laughs> it's right. like I forget, but Leslie Nielsen has one of those too. I can't remember what the line is. Yeah. There's like, yeah, it's just like some dumb so, turn of phrase and. Little, little, little spa a splash? Little yeah, splashy, baby? Yeah, just a nip. Rob's pouring me whiskey. Yes. You could hear it a little. 
So, um, yeah, in various ways, Kenneth McMillan is fucking. One time he hits him with a fire hose. Like, he finds, like, a little uh, hideout, like, a little enclave where, like, uh, there's just, like, room for him to sit and kind of compose himself. He starts hitting him with a... No, I'm I'm just rubbing whiskey in my mustache. Oh, you were staring at me and, like, (laughs) yeah, miming that you were wiping. Yeah. You weren't even making contact. I was making contact. Yeah. Well, it was delicate. No. Um, so yes. And, the, but when he honks the horn in his face, like it's, <laughs> it's like a, a clown like horn, like, it was, which, <laughs> which he then drops on the ground. Yes. Importantly. Yeah. That was, that was good. I like the way that paid off yep. and that, um, and like, you got, we have to be doing something. We're following this horn all the way down. I did laugh at that. Yeah. Like I kind of, I kind of jumped ahead and I knew it was going to happen, but still the effect of it was like, it's, it was very satisfying. Right. So basically Through, because we are, we're, we're, we're doing that thing where we spend too long on the beginning. All right. Robert Hayes makes it all the way around the building. And when he gets back in, yeah. Uh, he says, all right, here's your money and here's my wife. And he throws his wife's head at Robert. Hayes. Blah! Yeah. Um, very upsetting. Everybody freaks out. Uh, and, Robert Hayes gets his hands on a gun, shoots a goon, and then basically forces Kenneth McMillan. Kenneth McMillan. I can't get his it, first name straight. It, He's almost dead anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forces him out onto the ledge to He's do like, the same exercise. Yeah, if you can make it all the way around, then we will be fair and square. By the way, that's exactly how he sounded. Yeah, <laughs> you sound like someone I know, and I can't think of who. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. It's fine. Um, so he starts doing it and he's fucking with him. He's shooting at his feet. Yep. Yosemite samming him. He's like, just keeping you on your toes. Yep. Why does he fall? The pigeon pecking at his ankle. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he tries to kill it. Yeah. And he tries to kick it off and he just can't. And he, and he loses falls. his balance. And, and where's he land? Right on that horn. And you hear a very satisfying thud and a concurrent honk. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. I got a kick out of that. Yeah. Uh, so end of story. That's just it. That's yeah. just, right. And the cat hops on a freight train, another freight train. Yeah. And heads out. And, um, she in the, the cat finds a new family. Drew Barrymore's oh, family. You know, what we forgot to mention is the setup for this third story, which the is whole that through line. Yeah. Like the, the, the cat keeps seeing Drew Barrymore's face, like pop up in the, I know that sounded crazy, but. The cat actually does keep seeing Drew Barrymore's yeah. face. And the cat keeps talk. I mean, Drew Barrymore keeps talking to the cat and being like, you got to help me. Yeah, you got to help me. He's coming after me and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So the cat eventually gets to Drew Barrymore's mm-hmm. house. And, and you're treated to that nice, uh, what's that movie? Help me out. I don't know. Sam Raimi. Evil Dead. You get that Evil Dead point of view shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I liked. Yeah. I like that. Or a Cujo shot. I thought the dog was back, to be honest. Oh. Having not seen this, uh-huh. I thought they were doing a Cujo nod still. Yeah. But, uh, but, um. But, um. So, the cat enters the house and, and. The mom is opposed to having a cat. cat you, we can't have a cat in the house. They steal your breath at night. Mm. According Which, to the woman's uh, immigrant mother, who the husband, like, attacks. And the woman is rightly, like. Yeah, he was like, aren't you going to... They were having breakfast. He's like, aren't you going to eat your breakfast? And she's like, well, now that you've been racist about my mom, I'm suddenly <laughs> not hungry. Wait, I actually... I know people who have said that to me, that cats steal your breath at well, night. Well, that's the... Okay. 
I wanted to get into this because we've both Please. seen that sleep paralysis documentary. Oh, the scariest. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, the nightmare. Hey, don't watch the nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's frankly too, too scary. Too but they, scary. do you remember they talk about that toward the end? Like it's a recurring mythology that there's like a cat that sits on your chest and it's still, and, and they show like pictures of it. Cause yeah, like part of it is I, like the I part of the sleep paralysis. I turn that movie off. Oh, too toward, scary. <laughs> toward the end. There's like a thing about like, um, yeah, it's like a cat with red eyes, which I thought it was, I thought I was like, damn, Stephen King did his research. Cause that troll or was it a goblin that is actually after her breath yeah i think i'm gonna call it a troll i was calling it a troll okay let's Uh, go with troll uh but it's like it looked like a rancor yeah did you yeah yeah, yeah. from uh star wars yeah 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 i thought that that was really well done absolutely like it had such personality yeah which is something i learned is a good thing from watching like the what's that sci-fi show like Jim Henson's Creature Factory or whatever? <laughs> yeah. But like, no, really, like it was playful and impish and still kind of yeah. And all the scenes that so it's intercut with like, like the the troll does like hop on Drew Barrymore's chest and that looks a little like a little dodgy as far as effects. It's still but not bad though. Not bad by any means. Not what, as bad as uh, what's his name falling off the building. That looked really bad. That was just like the, Kenneth McMillan's. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was like. It was like Cab Calloway dancing as a ghost in that cartoon, <laughs> yeah, it but was. way worse. <laughs> um, but he, uh, or the the troll or whatever, when it's yeah, you don't know it's a boy. Yeah, um, when it's not up on the bed or whatever, when it's just like running around in the room and stuff like that, they use like a person. Yeah, well, suit. there were a couple things going on because there was definitely in like a like an enlarged like mm-hmm. everything around it is enlarged. There like was one shot like where I was like, "Oh, that's things. they're doing a perspective thing." But there was a lot of stuff also like when he first comes out of the wall. Yeah, it was like some Harryhausen shit. Yeah, it was some stop motion. Stop motion, and yes. I didn't mind yeah. at all. Like I I recognize it was stop motion, but I don't know. There's something so jarring about stop motion that I was like, "This works for me." Yeah, I'm into this. No, this it was. I think it was fine. Yeah, it was. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked the character design. Yep. I didn't care for the bells necessarily. <laughs> the bells were silly, but they did use them. Yeah. for the plot, so that was cool. So the troll comes in and it it eats Drew Barrymore's bird. Yeah, which I thought found very upsetting. Yeah. we'll get to that in in memoriam. in memoriam. Yep. Um, and first bird of in memoriam. But then the cat jumps in the window and, like, chases the troll away. Mm -hmm. But when the parents get to the room, because obviously there's a kerfuffle. Right. They, all they see is blood and bloody paw prints and a dead, and, like, the bird's dead. Right. So the mom was like, this cat is a menace. Mm -hmm. It killed the bird. We hate cats. (laughs) Um, So, but Drew Barrymore's like, she keeps insisting that there's a troll and it's, it, and this cat is trying to protect her. Mm-hmm. Keeps insisting on it. Yeah. Monster in the wall. Right. Monster in the wall. It's over there. And they did a thing which I really appreciated, which was like show ben, uh I almost said Ben and Jerry. <laughs> Six slices beats my fucking brain's dying. Uh, were you going to say Drew Barrymore? I was going to say Tom and Jerry because they were showing that Tom and Jerry cartoon. Oh, yes. Okay. And like the the troll comes out of like a little mouse hole in the wall, like that yes. perfect archway kind of hole, uh, which I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next day, uh, the mom, she tricks scoop- the cat. Yep. Scoops up the cat, tricks the cat, drives it like out. <laughs> 
somewhere. I don't even know. To the like, to the kill shelter. Oh, that's right. It, yeah. it, right. It goes to a kill specifically to a kill shelter. Like, and it's please. there for one day before they're like, "All right, you're up." <laughs> like, yeah. They don't even give. Well, you kind of like you get the feeling that between scenes, a bunch of families came in. They were like, "Oh, let's get that one." They're like, "Ah, you don't want that one. Nah, <laughs> yeah. that one's trouble." <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe that one, or maybe this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the cat escapes from the kill shelter. That was improvised, by the way. That thing I just did. Oh yeah, yeah. When I said maybe that one or maybe this one, uh huh. Pure improv. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna feed the cat uh, the night before it's slated to be killed. Right. Last cat, meal. Cat escapes in the rain. Runs through. Yep. Um and. Interrupts the troll sucking the breath out of Drew Barrymore. Yeah, the troll come is back. He's like, like pretty far into it too. Like she's already unable to breathe. Yeah, she's coughing and stuff. And the cat comes up and they start they start going at it. And the troll has has put a wedge. <laughs> oh, we forgot. Yeah, the door. The I mean, the troll shoves a door jam under the door. Right. Uh, so that no one can get in. But also, we forgot that in the first altercation between the troll and the cat, the troll produces a tiny knife and stabs oh, the that's cat. Right. Uh. And then that knife makes a comeback as the least threatening weapon I've ever seen. Yeah. it's squ- The blade's squiggly, which is just <laughs> fun. Yeah, uh, that, That's classic troll knife stuff. For sure. A squiggly blade like that. Yes. Um, so, big so altercation. They, big altercation. The cat and the troll are fighting. Uh, Drew Barrymore is awake and she's cheering on the cat like go get him and the parents are trying to get in can't get in and <laughs> and, of, and it turns into some real fucking like Looney Tunes hijinks the troll ends up on a record player oh yeah and, and which is playing every breath you take yep, again again and man, again with where uh, that song gets t- two plays two uses but that are like so spot on yeah they're like in the first one, it's every breath you take, I'll be watching you. And then the second then one, it's, it's I take breath. your fucking breath. Right. Yeah. It's really like, good. Yeah. Really good. good. Yeah. Um, so it's on the record player, and the cat hits play. And Drew Barrymore is like, play it faster, general. And he hits the. Yeah. The cat. <laughs> he, he starts yeah. A little anger. paw on a stick. Yeah. Just punching it up. He's like 33, 45 speed. And then the dreaded hyperdrive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sends the the troll flying into a metal bladed fan into a fan, a chopping thing. him to bits. Oh man! So the parents come in, they're like, "That fucking cat!" And Drew yeah. Barrymore is like, "No, no, look at the fan." And there's uh, raspberry jam everywhere. <laughs> the raspberry jam that fills a troll's body yeah. is scattered about bits of troll and little little daggers and bells and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, and the and, parents are like, this is fucked up. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess she was telling the truth. And I loved that they included the part of the parents being like, you shouldn't tell anyone about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. Just like, that was the we most... should not tell anyone about That this. was like the most realistic thing I've ever seen in a horror movie. It was just yeah. being like, no one's going to believe us. We should just keep this amongst ourselves. Right. We'll support each other through this tough time. Yeah. Uh, so the movie, they adopt the cat, and the movie ends with the cat, like, skulking into Drew Barrymore's bedroom and sitting on her chest and, like, putting its mouth near hers. And you're like, oh, is this cat also evil? Right. He's not. He just starts licking her. Oh, li- He wakes her up for cuddles. The, those little sandpaper tongues that ca- <laughs> kitty cats have. <laughs> and that's how our movie ends. Yeah. I loved it. I did, too. Yeah. I was a big fan. Um, I yeah. think it's it's silly and and fun and absolutely it was and a, it and it has some real like 
dark twist elements yeah, to it. For I really, sure, I enjoyed it. It's almost like a like a Twilight Zone, uh, like a few Twilight Zone episodes put together or something. It was definitely darker than Creepshow. Creepshow mm. was like monster horror. Yeah, I'll tell you. I did have a really uh, adorable moment at the beginning of this movie when it was Creatures by, and then some Italian name that I can't remember. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, Creatures? <laughs> like I was excited for Creatures? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, There's only one creature, though. I know. I know. But uh, That's what a creature about, it was. Yeah, this movie is mostly about human horrors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I guess I'm trying to remember. So is so is Creepshow, mostly. Yeah, I mean, Creepshow has uh, it like has the, the moss, the, the moss thing, and it has the big ape, the chimp right. under the stair, or orangutan, under and the then the, the roaches. It's about okay, half and yeah, half. that's more of a monster movie. Yeah, um, even even the Leslie Nielsen one, they're monsters at the end of it. That's true, right? Um, and the first story also, there's a zombie. So that's a monster yeah. movie. This is more just like interpersonal horror. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about some king tropes. Yeah, let's move on to the king tropes. First, um, I would. Do you got one? I was just gonna say the dummy henchman. Mm. Like, yes, like junk, like Ducky in the second uh, story, which they're just like they're big oafs. Yeah, and they're like sweaty, and they're just like junk has some stupid comic relief line. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember what it is. I do remember. What Please enlighten me. I think I wrote it down. Yeah, <laughs> I I just I remember being like, oh boy, this is. I, I think this is what we're, what you're talking about, but this is when there's like a scuffle for the gun. Yep, it and, is. And the cat gets away, and 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 our simpleton junk says, "Oh, fiddly sticks." That's right. <laughs> In a big dumb guy voice, which is hilarious. Oh, it's, oh fiddly sticks. It's juxtaposition, <laughs> and it's the cornerstone of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, I was like, like the thing I had my touchstone for fiddly sticks was Kowinky Dink. Yeah, uh, which isn't right, but I feel like the same person says it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's the trope of the big idiot. Yep. Um, there's the weird adoption trope, weird heroic adoption with the cat. With the cat. Yeah. yeah. There's also the um, this isn't specific to Stephen King, but mm. the uh, the gathering of weather around events. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Cujo. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Corn Kids. I just, I messed up my pronunciation of the word corn. Right. Corn kids. Right. I'm thinking this movie. I'm thinking, did it happen in Firestarter? Uh, A gathering of the elements? I don't, eh, I don't Possibly. Remember. I don't know. Yeah. Um, telepathy and Second Sight both playing a role in this movie. Yes, they do. In the through line. Not in any of the other stories, which I was kind of proud of. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm going to consider this the inception of the nightmare scene, which heightens the problem of the movie. I'm thinking the cigarette scene, and I'm thinking of uh, Silver Bullet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. I'm also going to call the use of old-time rock and roll to heighten the horror of the scene yeah. as a king trope. Yes, it is. Um, we got two. That's enough for a trope for me. <laughs> yeah, it counts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Um, I always feel like there's something deranged billionaire. Yeah. Putting, uh, uh, cuckolds up to tasks. <laughs> there we go. There it is. <laughs> um, I, I always feel like there's, there's somewhat like, uh, like the kids in a lot of Stephen King movies. They, they know what's up. They mm-hmm. know what's going on and they and try the and adults don't believe are, them. Yeah. 
that that might be just like a general horror thing. I don't know, but I you know it does I was, pop up in a lot of Stephen King. Uh, I was talking to someone about it, and they were like, "The scariest thing to me about that movie is that no one believes the kids." Yeah. So like, yeah, there's a there's an element of that. There's like the secret life of children. Let's call it. Yeah, I'm, which I'm, is creepy. I'm nervous about that movie. It yeah uh, because of how long it's gonna take because of how long it's gonna take because you're only getting older <laughs> and your time is growing precious yeah <laughs> who now who knows yeah, how that. long we all have oh, but yeah we were saying this before I'm way more dreading the Langoliers yeah the Langoliers is gonna be a rough one that's gonna if you've never <sighs> seen the Langoliers it's a movie set in a place where time has stopped. Just to give you an idea of how it's paced. The, well, it's a miniseries. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll get to it when we get to it. But the acting in it is so subpar. And <laughs> it is so long. And they left nothing out. <laughs> um, uh, all right. you want let, Let's move on to who's the real villain here. Yeah. Well. Uh, do you have one? I don't have a real villain. Do you my, have one? I do. Who is it? The patriarchy. <laughs> Because yeah. um, women are used as plot devices in all three of these stories. <laughs> well, they are tortured and maimed and murdered. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So there uh, you go. I'm a good person. Um, I, I was trying to think of a, a, a scene or something for our segment, Oh, That Hurts My Parts. Oh, That Hurts My Parts. Oh, That Hurts My Parts. That was weak. Hold on. Do it again. Can you pump that up a yep. little bit? Mm, that's better those sweet sweet parts <laughs> yeah you know Did, what this was, was there anything i feel like it was a pretty solid movie I'm, there's usually like a groan moment for me at some yeah. point there were there wasn't really anything. you know what maybe it's oh fiddly sticks Nah, i i, I was on board with that fine i, I laughed it I, was it was silly it was very I, looney tunes yeah yeah but at that point like we had already seen that smoking scene right okay so okay. i'm on board for yeah. whatever I'll go with that. The only, really, the only bummer in this whole movie is Drew Barrymore's mom in the last segment. Yeah. All right. She can hurt both of our parts. Yeah. That's, it, she's just kind of nasty <laughs> about cats. About cats and spreading some real bullshit rumors. So I think my parts were most hurt <laughs> by Drew Barrymore's mom. And that has been, oh, that hurts my parts. Oh, that hurts my parts. <sighs> Love it. That is going to get abused in the next episode. <laughs> um, right, well, let's move on to really our final segment of the show, which is IMDB, where uh, we compare our opinions of the movie against the average user score on IMDB.com. Yeah. Uh, did you look at this movie's IMDB score? I did, yeah. It's 6.2, which... Do we both agree that that's a little low? It's. I think it's too low. I think this is a solid seven to seven and a half. I was gonna say seven five. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's. I think. I. I just think it's such a fun movie. I, I feel like most of the users of IMDb are my mom, <laughs> who can't appreciate a good time at the movies. Yeah. And need to be like like she. My mom is a a fairly serious person a lot of the time. Right. Uh. And she'll be like, oh, did you see the help? The help was amazing. No. So. You know what's no. amazing? 
shit pies. <laughs> <laughs> I only found out about that recently, and I feel like the whole movie has been spoiled for me. Yeah, right. It's like uh, I see dead people mm -hmm. or or uh, whatever happens in Burn After Reading. Don't tell me. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, and I know that there's, like, a big reveal in that movie. I don't even... It's funny, because, like, you, you should see it. Well, I love how but, much it's been built up for me at this point. It, at this point, it has been built up And a it's bit not much. the kind of thing that's gonna get spoiled for me. Like, I could wait as long as I want. Right, it's not no, part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, no one's gonna be, no one's gonna be making burn-after-reading references. Um... <laughs> but yeah I feel uh, like anyone who saw this movie and didn't like it doesn't understand that things are allowed to be kind of goofy and campy and can still be good yeah I, I don't think any of the stories in here are weak no no especially especially that second one yeah I I really Which like that like it, it has the simplest yeah Whole plot yeah. premise the whole thing no fucking supernatural bullshit Nothing. like the stuff that weighs down other Stephen King stories yeah it's uh, like overcomplicated mythology yeah bullshit. over explaining yeah. why things are happening this when you like, need no explanation you're fucking my wife you have to walk yeah. around this building yeah two lines it's great <laughs> like how much scarier if, I don't know like it, it doesn't really apply to this story because this is really just like a suspense story right but how much scarier are things when you don't know why they're happening? Yeah. When you're just, if you can't reason things, then there's no hope of escaping them. Right. Like, like old boy or something. Like old boy, <laughs> almost like, um, it follows was, yeah. and then they explain that shit. Yeah. That, yeah. That fucking pool scene in it follows was so disappointing to me. I know, that I wish everyone would have gotten fucking killed. That movie would have been so good if everyone died. But I'll I'll be fair. The end of that movie is really good. That last shot is amazing. Yeah, I know. Guys, it follows. Check it out. <laughs> even but, even the Babadook, like the fact that they don't explain the Babadook. I never makes actually it... saw the Babadook. No? Oh, all right. Well, it's a big metaphor for PTSD. Right. Well, yeah. Um, but the movie, can I tell you how it ends? Sure. Okay. Um, skip ahead, I don't know, 30 seconds. Yeah. Basically, it ends with them. They can't kill the Babadook, but they can keep it chained up in their basement and like just feed like they feed it worms and shit. No, they can't kill it though. Yeah. They just can keep it at bay. Right. And like tend to it and address it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so, a very heavy handed metaphor, but it works better because like, if you can explain it, then you can conquer it and yeah. it's not something you can conquer. Yeah. That, uh, that movie's really, really good. I highly recommend watching it. The, every, all the best horror movies are metaphors for bigger personal yeah, of things. course. Of that's, course. That that's what makes them, like, so fucking good. Yeah, that's why The Shining is, like, so overanalyzed right. in Room 237 is yeah. because, like, there's no explanation. There's the slightest suggestion of explanation, mm -hmm. but there's no, there's nothing to make you be like, oh, that's the logic, that's how this works. no. There's bear dogs blowing butlers. Yeah. It it's nonsense. And it's so hot. Yeah. It's <laughs> hot nonsense. Hot hot nonsense. <laughs> so yeah, uh suffice it to say, if you didn't get cat's eye, it's because you're wrong and please don't listen to our show. <laughs> Coming up next week on King Me, uh my parts will be soothed. This is <laughs> At last. <laughs> this is the movie that, that spurred the whole idea for this show. Mm. Silver Bullet, Bullet, baby. Starring...
Gary Busey and Corey Haim in a gas-powered wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, my favorite thing about that is that his gas-powered re- wheelchair gets replaced with a faster More gas-powered powerful wheelchair. gas-powered wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Basically yeah. a go-kart. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I started watching it. Yeah. And I this is another one I haven't seen in a really long time, but I remember loving it. And I'm watching it right now, and I fucking love it. Yeah. It's like... Like we're gonna we we get to watch uh, Stand by Me in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. That's a, a classic King, and I remember watching that when I was a kid. And it's very like it, it, those two movies, Silver Bullet and Stand by Me, are very connected in my mind because yeah. I watched them like at the same, same. time in my same. life. That's so weird <laughs> that you say that. Like uh, my friend Grant, who yeah. you know, he's turned he turned me on to both of those movies. Really? Yeah. Right around the same time. It was those two in Fast and the Furious. And yeah. two or three stuck. So that's pretty good. <laughs> Although, from what I understand, I need to revisit the Fast and the Furious franchise. You check out... Uh, where are we at? Uh, I guess seven? Six, right? seven? Five, six, seven Five, are the six, good ones. Five, six, seven? Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, I might do that. Yeah. I might do that. Um, but yeah, the, it, it just... It brings up like a, a nostalgic kind of thing. But I hate nostalgia. <laughs> But um, I like this nostalgia. But it, it's just like it, it's it's just nice. It's the shit. I yeah, love this it's movie. Just a good it's movie. like it's I love it. Campy and just there's, I, so, there's so many something, so many good lines from that movie. Something like oh, that so. Hurts my <laughs> one more. Oh, that hurts my part. Uh, <laughs> that's balm for my soul. Uh, yeah, nice it's like solve. <laughs> a poultice. I um, did you hear a car horn? I did. Somebody was locking up. Mm, I thought that was from your soundboard. A faint, <laughs> distant car horn. <laughs> yep. You're the worst morning. That's like NPR morning zoo. <laughs> oh my god, that's honestly a very good idea for like a sketch or something. Oh, NPR morning zoo. Yeah, this is as good as copyright. We're putting it on the air. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Look That's... forward to the next episode of my guest today is Dan Gagliardi with NPR <laughs> Morning Zoo. That's really good. All right. I'm in. All Great. right. So, so yeah, yeah, this is a good movie. Seven and a half out of ten Snells. <laughs> yeah. How so, many cat eyes would you give? This I would movie? give it seven and one half cat's eyes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many Barrymores would you give it? Ugh. How many were there? There were like three in this movie, right? Two or three? Yeah, there, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, it's a good movie, and we liked it, and I'm glad. I and love, yeah. next week is going to be the best episode, and then we'll probably just end up not doing any more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a good run. <laughs> and we'll miss you dearly. What's after Silver Bullet? Uh, after Maximum Overdrive. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, we. Have- I am so excited for that bullshit. All right, let, let me just rattle off the next couple. We Let's have. keep people in into this. All right, so we have Silver Jacqueline, Bullet coming up TJ, next. Killing? Are you listening? <laughs> uh, then Maximum Overdrive, then Stand by Me, then we get to revisit Creep Show, mm. Creep Show Two, baby, and then we get to go back to Salem's Lot with a return to Salem's <laughs> Lot. Not Jesus. as exciting. Yeah, no. Then, no. But then we go to uh, the Running Man. A Schwarzenegger movie. Dude, 
You know what? I thought this was going to be much more of a slog than it's proving to be. I know. This when is you look at it all laid out, it's like, it's pretty exciting. We yeah. get to do some movies that are good for reasons that are so specific to those movies. <laughs> yeah. Like things, I guess, is that why people like Stephen King? <laughs> oh my God. Wait a second. Oh man. I almost forgot to tell you. Yeah. At, at, as, at, at the time of recording this. Mm hmm. A new Stephen King miniseries is out. I saw on Amazon, right? <laughs> yeah. We got to do it. Obviously, we got to do it. We got to do it. I got to add it to the list. Oh, my God. Do we bump it up or are we staying in chronological order? We have to order? stay in chronological oh my God. order. All right. So three years from now, please look forward to what's it called? Uh, 112263. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is that about JFK? Yes. Oh, boy. It's time travel. It's JFK. It's... <sighs> Franco, baby. James? Yep. Or what's his brother's name? Donovan? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Donovan Franco. Donovan Franco. <laughs> uh, it is James Franco. What's his brother's name? Um, Dave. Dave Franco? I wasn't that far off. Yeah, you're, you're, you're well. close. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the... There's a lot of stinkers, but they're staggered. Mm. With some like solid, it's stuff. like I always say: you stagger the stinkers. Right. I'm Larry David. <laughs> stagger the stinker. There's like we have like a lot of good. Running, yeah. We got Running Man, Pet Cemetery, uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, Graveyard Shift, It, Misery. Dude, we're we're good. Oh, man. We're fucking good. This is very exciting. I feel like we're trying to sell people on the show, but the fact is, if no one listened to this, yeah, Jacqueline, TJ, Kelly. <laughs> I would still do it. It doesn't matter to me if anyone ever hears this. Yeah. This is good. We're having fun and we're drinking while we do it. Yeah, it's fun. I wish I hadn't said that. I'm having a Jack Steiger moment. I'm like, <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that. What about the drinking? Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to distance myself from that. You told me, you said it before that uh, I poured you a. That doesn't mean I drank it. Oh. <laughs> Could just right. mean you have like a compulsion. <laughs> that I must pour? Yeah. <laughs> Every half hour. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up because I know we're over on time yeah. without even looking at it. So yep. I we'll, hope I hope this recorded. <laughs> it did. Okay. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be good. We apologize for Christine still. Yep. Our best episode yet. Um, all right, so stick around. Well, no, you have six days to <laughs> compose yourself. Uh, come back next week for Silver Bullet. And until then, yeah. Stephen, Stephen King. King. Uh.